Augustus Rowe has written a book about the martial arts of Vietnam, and I'm talking to him now. Augustus, how are you doing? Yeah, great, thank you. Oh, great. And you're in Vietnam now? Yeah, so I'm uh, actually, I live just outside Hanoi, so just outside the capital of Vietnam. Okay, and we tried this once before, but the internet connection let us down. So fingers crossed this time the yeah. internet connection is good. So let's get straight down to it. I mean, you, it, it, the book is a kind of, there's a picture of it behind me there, that it's a kind yeah. of a survey of like as many martial arts in Vietnam as you could find, right? Is that, is that basically the structure of the book? Yeah, pretty much. Well, it's, um, it covers kind of like the major lineages of uh, Vietnamese martial arts. Okay. Um, much like Chinese or Japanese arts, there's kind of thousands of family styles and like uh, lesser known variations. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, this book kind of details the major, major sects and the major schools. Right. So how did you, um, well, tell us a little bit about the process. I mean, how long have you been in Vietnam? Did the martial arts bring you there? I mean, what, what was the, what's your relationship with them and how did you get into it? Sure. So um, I, well, I, from the UK and I used to study martial arts in the UK. I did some Taekwondo, Wing Chun, um, some boxing and some other bits and pieces. And uh, I went traveling about 10 years ago and I uh, spent some time going, uh, I traveled from North to South Japan and then I went over to Korea and traveled from the bottom of, bottom of Korea up to Seoul. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I was kind of at a, loss of, at a loss of things to do. So I went to visit a friend of mine who was teaching in Vietnam. Um, he knew I had an interest in martial arts, so he uh, introduced me to uh, a martial arts instructor who was teaching him at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I found it really interesting, especially like learning about some styles that I didn't know existed before then. And um, yeah, kind of fell in love with the country, fell in love with the, the weather, the food, everything really, and just okay. ended up staying here. Okay, so is there, I mean, do you have a favourite Vietnamese style that you practice the most or that you've stuck with? What would you say is your favourite one? Sure, so um, the style of martial arts, my main style of martial arts is uh, my favourite. It's, um, it's from the Seven Mountains region in the southwest of Vietnam mm -hmm. and that's situated along the Vietnamese-Cambodian border mm -hmm. and it's for hundreds of years has been kind of a disputed area which has gone back between Vietnam, Cambodia, French even, and some Thai, uh, some, um, yeah, ruling under different factions. Mm -hmm. And so the martial arts there are kind of a blend of uh, like Chinese, Vietnamese styles with some influence from Cambodian and uh, Cham peoples. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of an interesting amalgamation of different, uh, different peoples and history. Okay, so what's the what's the status of indigenous martial arts? I mean, if you go into a big city, you might I guess you'll find you might find karate, kung fu, taekwondo. You might find Brazilian jiu jitsu nowadays. What what how how central or how prominent are indigenous Vietnamese martial arts in 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 cities in culture? Yeah, sure. So um, visiting Vietnam, there's well, like you said, there's a large presence of um, martial arts like. Karate, Wushu, um, BJJ, MMA, but um, the Vietnamese martial arts still are really popular, mainly as they're kind of mainly seen as like a cultural piece. So I mean, there are there are lots of um, performances in like um, kind of festivals and events, um, and 
it's still kind of quite heavily used or quite heavily um, emphasized as like a patriotic practice. Okay. So, I mean, it's, um, yeah, Do common they... common in schools, universities, um, mainly with younger younger students. Okay. And do they do they claim ancient lineages, or do they have a more kind of complex narrative than than that? Or were they all invented on a mountain top, or what? What's the what's their relationship <laughs> with history? Okay, well, historically, um, there's there's quite a lot of uh, research that's been done by kind of Vietnamese scholars. A lot of it is uh, heavily emphasizes a kind of ancient history that some might argue is imagined mm. or, uh, or emphasized yeah. rather. Um, but I mean, historically, like the region has been kind of a melting pot of different cultures and different customs that have all kind of um, come and gone over the years. So mm. I mean, to say anything is truly, truly Vietnamese is kind of an oxymoron, but um, I mean, there's definitely a strong culture of martial arts that have got a very long history, at mm -hmm. least kind of a thousand years or more. There's practices of like wrestling and uh, spear and sword fighting that um, are distinctly different from like Chinese martial arts or other Southeast Asian styles. Okay, so so they they, they look and feel unique. I mean, um, in, could you give us an example of some way that? you might see a big difference between something we might recognize from the most well-known styles in the world? Uh, sure. So like um, some of the, well, a lot of it is uh, based on kind of the terrain of the country. So in the north, in the north of the country, it's very mountainous. So you've got um, styles of martial arts include a lot of kind of hopping, jumping, um, going from very small positions to very wide open positions, mm -hmm. which would be, useful in kind of forested and mountain terrains. Mm -hmm. um, there are styles that utilize like um, kind of implements like machetes and crossbows that come from, come from like the people in the Northern mountains. Mm -hmm. um, other examples include, uh, for example, in the style I do, which comes from the Southwest, it's very, very hot and very humid. So a lot of like the grabbing is done without actually gripping with the fingers. It's done kind of about like, locking locking certain joints to avoid having to grab onto like a sweaty opponent okay 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 so so you get the regional sorts of flavors okay um and ha how many of the because the book is it, it's structured by it introduces the different styles it talks about the history of vietnam and it, it's structured by a kind of like pros and cons and and unique flavors of each art isn't it so how many of them did you actually a sample i mean and what was the the length of time that you sampled them sure uh well i um i actually first started looking at the different vietnamese martial arts um working on a tv show which was going to go and kind of visit some of the other schools mm -hmm. um and in doing that for the first that took a couple of months but in doing that and visiting some of the schools then i developed more of an interest and wanted to go and learn more for myself and so took probably the best part of about three or four years with me using kind of uh, holidays and break times, visiting different regions of the country and contacting different people. So okay, a, good, yeah. a good few years spent traveling and... Yeah, and I, I heard that you were a bit of a celebrity in Vietnam. Is that, is that the case or is that, a, is that an overstatement or what's, what's your position in Vietnamese media then? What, what do you do? Um, I'm, well, I, uh, 
I'm kind of relatively known among the among the martial arts circle. Um, I have quite a few like TV appearances and things, but I think uh, culturally it's a bit of a novelty having having a foreigner who's spent a long time living in Vietnam uh, who can speak Vietnamese to a reasonable level and uh, okay. yeah teaches teaches Vietnamese people Vietnamese martial arts. So it's kind of a so you're a, a novelty. novelty you're a, you're a, you're you're a novelty. Um, okay, you're. I, I get it. I get. The, I get the structure. I get the structure. So you're you're. And so I mean, what? How did you get into that? Where? How did you end up being asked to be in in a television program? Was it because of your linguistic and martial skills? And they thought, well, this guy's kind of looks good in front of a camera. Or was it was that simple as it was? Or how did it happen? Um. Yeah. Actually, it was. Uh, it was through a friend of mine who was working on a on a TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, or who worked on a lot of documentaries. Um, I said, look, I'm really interested in martial arts. I just read an article about a uh, type of Vietnamese wrestling, and they have yeah. this um, wrestling festival every two years. Yeah. Uh, these uh, different kind of wrestling villages will meet, and they have like a three or four day tournament. Yeah. And so I, I asked them if they're interested, and they loved the idea. They jumped on board and were like, right, yep, yeah, let's... Let's go and uh, let's go and make a movie. Let's go and uh, see some other styles as well. Okay, so it was. I guess. I mean, so what year was this? I mean, was this quite recently, or how long ago was this? No, this was about twenty fifteen. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Because there was a there was this period of time in from the sort of after the birth of reality television, you start to see these kind of travel documentaries where you get like two American dudes go around the world and, 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 and sample the martial arts and stuff like that and, and then fight each other. Is it, was it that kind of thing? Was it like, this format works, let's do one where we, where we get uh, the, the white guy to go and, and go, these martial arts are really great. Was that the sort of structure of it? Um, I think that was, it was a little like that, but I mean, it had a bit more of a focus on kind of uh, exploring the culture rather than like just the, you know, the combative side of things. Okay. And so I think they found it really interesting. Having, so, you so you're the presenter Sorry. or one of, you're the presenter of it? Uh, I, I presented bits and pieces, but there's also a ah. narrator who okay. was um, kind okay. of dubbing. Okay. And so since then, have you done more martial arts documentaries or more appearances on television? Um, I've, I've done a lot of like um, kind of TV appearances where it's, interviews and kind of documenting when I teach or when I study martial arts yeah and um yeah but I mean really it's just mainly mainly for the interest of the general public so it's not necessarily aimed at a martial arts literate yeah group of population but yeah so you're like this the Steven Seagal of of Vietnam you uh (laughs) you've opened your own (laughs) okay what what about I mean the effects of, say, of the Vietnam War and, and the last sections of the, of the 20th century and 21st century, there must have been a lot of, a, a lot of, uh, of cultural trauma. There must have been a certain amount of cultural loss and reconstruction. Um, how, how, how would you say that's played out in the martial arts? Sure. Well, um, I think a lot of, a lot of the uh, modern styles of martial arts are very um, have kind of been developed with the ideals of building like a Vietnamese national identity, mm. being subsidised by the government and trying to 
yeah, build kind of patriotic, patriotic feelings and um, national national styles, much like judo or kung fu. Yeah, um, so part of a kind of post-war reconstruction and a, a, an affirmation of Vietnamese cultural identity. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, and so, has that, that been? Do you think that's exclusively post-Vietnam War, or did it exist before the Vietnam War as a project? That's that's been something that's kind of ongoing since since the times of the well, the um, battles going up to the end of the French colonial period, so 1954. Mm -hmm. um, so some kind of ideas of using martial arts as a developing like national styles of martial arts for the Vietnamese people to rebel against the, okay. against the... And do, do you see any French influence? I mean, I was talking to a French professor recently and the episode will be out before this episode uh, called Jean-Francois Lucha and he has looked at French styles like savate, you know, la boxe française. And um, he, yep. he said that the connection between uh, like savate and, and its influence in institutions in Okinawa was quite huge. So I guess in a, in a place that was uh, colonially French for a long time, you, did you see any, any savate or, or anything like that, like high kicking styles? Is, is, is that present in the, the features of the kind of martial arts that we see in Vietnam? Sure. Um, well, I, I can't say with any certainty whether they borrowed directly. Hmm. However, in the, for example, in Ho Chi Minh City, formerly Saigon, mm -hmm. um, during the post-colonial period, there was a big, um, a big audience for kind of like combat sports, mm. fighting styles, which may well have had some uh, influence from kind of, uh, yeah, from, from the French or from um, Zabat or other Western boxing. Mm -hmm. um, there are also a number of styles that utilize items like umbrellas and canes, which I know are familiar with in like uh, Canada combat, the French cane mm. fighting styles. Okay. So I mean, I think undeniably there's there's influence there. Um, and what I guess, exactly this can can be discussed, but yeah. And like, what are, what's the um, status of arts that come from maybe like rivaling countries, the bordering countries, or countries that you know Vietnam might not be a political or cultural ally with? I mean, are those are martial arts from those countries reviled or or or, you know, marginalised, or what's the status of that situation? Um, actually, that's that's kind of one of the reasons why I uh, enjoy living in Vietnam so much is that for for a country that's been kind of at war for the best part of best part of the last century, they're incredibly open. Um, foreign styles of martial arts are really popular. It doesn't matter where they're from. I mean, one of the most recent recent kind of post World War II events has been um, fighting with Japanese and um, judo, karate, a lot of Japanese martial arts are really popular. Um, yeah, the same with kind of Thai martial arts, Chinese martial arts. I mean, generally I find people in Vietnam are really open, really open to, to foreign influence. And I think that might be a result of having been kind of closed off for such a long time. Okay. And um, what what are the status of of martial arts uh, in 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 culture generally? Because I mean, for instance, in you know we know the status of martial arts in in the West. It's like there's something foreign. There are either combat sports which are gaining yeah. normal status now recently, or there's something East Asian 
that we see in Hollywood films and that children and, and weirdos like us do. I mean, what, how did, yeah. what's the status of martial arts within Vietnamese culture and society? Are they, are they trivial or are they serious or, or how do people regard them? Yeah, well, there's, there's kind of similar, similar divides here, really. I mean, there are, among, among like the Vietnamese population, there's kind of one, one group who see the traditional martial arts as being kind of traditional archaic practices that are more closely tied with kind of religion or festival performance. Okay. Um, like things like um, the lion dances, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the other side who um, identify their martial arts as being a kind of a kind of a symbol of the ancient warrior spirits and they persevere and uh, yeah. believe, well, believe a lot of traditional martial arts are still incredibly effective. I mean, there is, there is kind of a significant divide there, okay. particularly with the younger generation. Do the, um, uh, what are, if, are there specific features to, to Vietnamese combat sports? So if you have, if you have a, if you have a full con, Tact or limited rules kind of a competition in, in Vietnam, would it just look like MMA or, or do they have specific forms of, of combat that look, uh, look different to that? Sure. Um, there are, well, there are, it's quite recent that uh, a lot of combat sport competitions have actually been allowed. Right. There was a, a ongoing ban for a long time due to kind of association gambling, which was something that's something that the Vietnamese government tried hard to stamp out. Okay. In recent years, it's been kind of, uh, it's been loosened up. So actually now they have, they're allowed full contact kind of competitive combat sports. Mm-hmm. Um, the Vietnamese martial arts themselves have always had this kind of element of full contact fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably closer to something like, uh, like uh, Sanda, like Chinese kickboxing in mm-hmm. terms of rule sets. Mm-hmm. Okay. But there are definitely like kind of features that make them uniquely Vietnamese. So if you were to watch uh, like a Vietnamese um, combat sport versus like the Chinese equivalent, you can notice some features that do come in a lot of the general styles of martial arts. Um, a lot of it is kind of focuses on low striking, a lot of sweeps, a lot of like um, leg takedowns. Mm-hmm. I'm sure for anyone who knows about Bo Vietnam, you've pro- probably seen like the flying scissor takedowns of the, where they use their legs to switch um, to take down the opponent. Okay, okay. And is is there um, is there much in the way of a of a Vietnamese film industry? I mean, are there in, are there film are there Vietnamese martial arts films that we might be able to find with subtitles somewhere, or, or where would we look for them? Yeah, sure. There's um. There's a very famous Vietnamese uh, martial artist, Johnny Chi Nguyen, who um, lives in the US and he's had quite a lot of serious martial arts films. Um, the good title is The Rebel, that's kind of set in Saigon in the colonial period. Um, there's also a new film which is out on Netflix called Fury, which is not necessarily martial arts, but it's kind of about a Vietnamese, um, a Vietnamese woman who goes to get back her trafficked daughter and she's kind of a yeah very dangerous dangerous lady um in vietnam there is quite a strong um quite a strong 
correspondence with uh, traditional martial arts and film, but just not a lot of it is available to the outside world, really. Okay, so if, I mean, if you think about um, if, if, you, if you think about films like Ong Bak, which 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 champions Muay Thai, and then you have The Raid, yeah. which which champions Indonesian martial arts. I mean, is and you can see that we're dealing with very different choreography. We're dealing with very different kind of fighting approaches, paradigms. Does is there a will there, is there a distinct aesthetic? Is there a distinct look? You know, if we if we find a Vietnamese Vietnamese martial arts film or or Vietnamese style choreography, would we be able if we were would we be able to spot that and go, aha, that's different from Japanese, Chinese, Hong Kong? Um, probably yes. If you knew what you were looking for, okay. um, it would. I, I'd say it looks uh, looks like a um, probably like a mixture of Hong Kong style, like flying, kicking. But with some elements of like Thai martial arts, you'll see a lot of elbows, knees, mm -hmm. um, kind of infighting as well. So lots of yeah, close range, close range kneeing, elbowing, headbutting, and then mm -hmm. distance kind of high flying kicks. This kind of thing. Okay, and you say that it's. I mean, they're they're part and parcel of a kind of a, a creation of a, a cultural sense of, of of Vietnamese society and history and identity and heritage. Is there any effort to disseminate these styles internationally, or is it just a matter of if a family migrate and they want to teach, then then they will? Uh, or you know, is there is there much of a, a Vietnamese martial arts diaspora? You know, do, or is there a, a, a government policy where they try to fund kind of cultural, you know, uh, visits or something like that? Do you know anything about that? Yeah, uh, there are there are some of the larger organisations do have um, kind of international training programmes. For example, uh, Vo Vietnam, which is the largest and most well-known style of Vietnamese martial arts, they have um, I think they have ongoing kind of cultural exchanges and programmes in about twenty to thirty countries. Yeah, um, a lot of them are kind of French-speaking nations. Yeah, I was just going to say that actually I remember now I've been I've been to France a few times over the last few years and every time yeah. I've been to France I've seen a van or a sign which is a Vietnamese martial arts class never seen yeah. it in, in I've never seen it in Britain I mean do you know anything about the status of Vietnamese martial arts in Britain have you ever seen any yeah there are um there are uh, a few groups there's um I think there's quite a large club of uh, a style called Nhat Nam which is like a really traditional, traditional emphasized martial arts. Um, yeah. There are also clubs of uh, Vietnam and some other, uh, other kind of smaller lineages. I don't think there's a large, a large number, to be honest. Mm. Um, the predominance, predominant schools are based yeah, in France, French speaking countries, and uh, some Russian, Russian nations or former kind of Soviet, yeah. Soviet nations as well. I mean, how do they, I mean, how are they positioned in in the? I hate to say market, but how you know if if you if you live in a city somewhere, if you live in Paris or wherever, and you could go to Savat, you could go to Shotokan, you could go to Vietnamese style, you could go to Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. What would be the thing that would take you to the Vietnamese club? What is it? What would be the flavor or the the, the thing that you would couldn't get in the other martial arts? Do you think? Well. Uh... I think I think some of the appeal of the Vietnamese martial arts are kind of the mystery about them. I mean, people don't know don't know much about Vietnam 
itself, uh, let alone the size of martial arts. Mm. I think for a lot of people that is, a, is an intriguing aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, they're also, because a lot of the martial arts have been used in relatively recent times, there is a certain practicality about them, okay. which I think appeals to some as well. Okay. So, I mean, you do have aspects of kind of uh, traditionalism, but there's also quite a lot of emphasis on reality and actually having some useful combatives in there as well. Okay, so if if um, when I was when I was looking through your book, um, and I was thinking this is this is quite useful for someone like me who doesn't know anything really apart from some phrases really about about Vietnamese martial arts. Um, so this would be a good starting point. So if 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 you if you read your book to get the the a sense of the spectrum and the sense of the range. Where would be the next stepping stone? I mean, can you just go, can you just go on YouTube? Can you just Google this stuff and find more information, or or would you have to be uh, able to to speak and read Vietnamese to get anywhere further than your book? I mean, what other scholarship is out there? What other videos are out there for the English speaker? Uh, I I don't think you need to be able to speak any Vietnamese. I mean, uh, especially considering a lot of uh, well, a lot of the teaching even in Vietnam is just done with kind of signaling and demonstrations. Um, in, in my book, I've kind of deliberately included sections that kind of lists uh, appealing aspects or negative aspects of each style so people could potentially have a look and see what they were interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, for people visiting Vietnam themselves, I've included kind of a, a list of some of the largest schools that people can drop in and visit. Mm. But um, yeah, for many of the styles, I mean, YouTube is a great place to start um, or looking for local clubs. I mean, there are, they're kind of relatively few and far between, but there are clubs in almost every nation that you could have a look at. And, uh, okay. and yeah, the, um, your books, because you sent me a, 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 it was either you or your publisher sent me a, a kind of a PDF version of it. It's out now, isn't it? It's, it's, it's published. Uh, so it's it's out in September, September first. Ah, so it's not even out yet. So this is uh, this is kind of like yeah. an advert for your book, then. Okay. So I was going to ask about the reaction too, but I don't know. I mean, you you sent you have sent it around to a few kind of experts, <laughs> like like me who knows nothing about it, right? But um, yeah. I mean, what has the response been so far? Have you, if you've if you've had any, what's been the feedback that you've had? Yeah. Uh, generally, the response has been has been really positive. But I mean. Anyone who has any kind of background knowledge of martial arts or uh, about Vietnam themselves know there's such little out there that's written mm. kind of from a from a independent standpoint that's not kind of government publicised. Okay. Um, so I mean, yeah, generally the response has been really good. So I think it's just a good stepping stone for people to learn about the Vietnamese martial arts and. Okay. Continue to see if it's something that interests them, or if they want to learn more. Then. Okay. So I mean, it, it, thinking about this, I'm sure that you must be potentially, or you are about to become, kind of really popular with certain Vietnamese institutions and authorities and people who want to promote Vietnamese culture abroad. Uh, have you? I mean, have you had any um, uh, interest, or have you have you piqued the curiosity of, of any institutions in and around the Vietnamese state for like your capacity to be an ambassador for Vietnamese culture? Uh, yeah, well, I 
I have done uh, kind of bits and pieces in the past with some of the larger organisations where I've um, I've been invited to like um, come and view competitions or kind of help with uh, some promotional things. But I mean, that's something that I would like to try and develop more in future. I mean, I've I've lived in Vietnam for a long time and I've practiced Vietnamese martial arts for a long time, and so I think uh, I think kind of in my position, it's a uh, it's a good place for for me to do that further and that's something I hope I can do in future. Well that's what I was going to ask you about I mean I was, I've asked you I was asked you about a little bit about your past and a little bit so the present I guess is the appearance of this book because this podcast will go live in early September I think so yeah. boom is there, there you go there's your plug there's your advert so the future you're you're currently teaching a bit of martial arts and you're you have a kind of uh, sort of sideline in the media and you might be about to become a cultural ambassador. Um, so what, 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 what does the future hold? What will we, what will you be doing over the next couple of years? Do you think? Okay. Uh, well, my, uh, my next plans in terms of, in terms of martial arts are, uh, I want to kind of follow up, follow up on this book with a look at some, some more of the surrounding nations, martial arts. I mean, this has been a good kind of starting point for me, but, now I'm kind of interested in looking at um, how nations on the you know surrounding Vietnam, for example, Cambodia, Thailand, um, Laos, how these kind of martial arts fit in alongside Vietnamese martial arts in kind of a more global perspective. Mm -hmm. So uh, hopefully I'm going to work on some more uh, more written materials. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, along with that, I'm continuing kind of training and uh, teaching myself. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm also working on uh, some fiction, which is uh, based kind of martial arts, martial arts themed. Okay, so you 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 like the you like the idea of a researching and writing career where you 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 publish and you train. I guess then you manage your own time and you can you can just well I'm going training now. I'm not going to work. I work later. But that's the brilliant thing about being a writer, isn't it? You can you can organize it around around your own thing. And then maybe the media career as well. You could, I guess you haven't got a huge amount of control over that, but I, you, you're interested in that as well, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, like, like you said, I mean, being, having the chance to kind of travel, travel to different places, train martial arts, write about it, photo them. I mean, that's kind of something I'm, yeah. I want, want to pursue further. Yeah, living the dream, living the dream. Yeah, exactly. Okay, Augustus, it has been great talking to you. It's great to meet you. Um, and the internet connection didn't let us down this time. Um, yeah. So thank you so much for taking the time. This will probably go live in September, which is when people can buy your new book on the, the martial arts of Vietnam. So Augustus, thank you very much. Okay, thanks for having me.